Oh, hey, don't go sneaking up on me like that. I'm an ex-Google tech lead, and it is my coffee time. Now, recently I have been reviewing a number of resumes as part of my course, techinterviewpro.com. Check it out if you're interested in interview training, but I have been looking at all of your resumes and most of them are pure garbage. And I just wanted to make this video to set you guys straight. When you apply for a top tier tech company, like a fan company, you really want to make sure that your resume is in tip top shape and it is giving you the best possible chance possible. I would definitely not underestimate how difficult it can be to get into some of these companies. You're going to want everything you can going for yourself. And if you make a silly mistake and you get yourself rejected at that resume stage, then you've just blown your whole chances. I'm here to give you some of my top tips on how you can get your resume in shape. Today, I have some brownies here. They're pretty good. I'll, uh, I'll have a link for these in the description below if you're interested. This video, by the way, is brought to you by brilliant.org slash tech lead. Every day, Brilliant publishes daily challenges that provide a quick and fascinating view into math, science, logic, engineering, or computer science. As an example, in the past month, tens of thousands of people have calculated the chance of rain just by looking at the clouds. If you like the concept and want to learn more, there's a full interactive course on each of these daily challenges. And if you want to learn on the go, or if you're on a flight or in an area with spotty internet connection, Brilliant's iOS and Android apps provide full offline access so you can continue learning. So to support TechLead and get unlimited access to Brilliant's daily challenges and interactive courses, head on over to brilliant.org slash techlead, get 20% off for the first 200 subscribers. All right, so the first tip I have for you is what I call the 10 second rule. Take about 10 seconds, maybe 20 seconds or so, and just glance over your resume really quickly, pretending that you know nothing about the technologies or the words that you're using. And take a look at that and think about what picture does it paint about this person. You know, I've seen some resumes where I take a quick look and it just says the words co-founder everywhere. And when I look at that, I just think to myself, is this person really qualified to be a software engineer if it seems like they're trying to be a co-founder? So I would recommend that you think about the role that you're trying to go for, and then you target your resume to apply for that specific role. The other thing is I see some people, their descriptions, the verbs that they're using, aren't targeted for software engineering, if that's what you're going for. For example, I saw a resume where someone said that they managed something, then they developed a Terraform, which I don't know what that is, and then they reviewed and rewrote something. So when I see something like that, it's like, okay, you managed, you developed one thing, and then you reviewed and rewrote something. Those are not really keywords for software development. So for example, for a software engineering resume, I would expect to see words like, develop something something in Python, Java, C++ created something something, built something something, implemented something. That's the keywords that I'm looking for here. But if it's just like managed, managed, CEO, reviewed something, wrote some documentation, tested something, led something, maybe even supervised something, guided something, none of those verbs are really keying in on that trait that I'm looking for for this specific role, which is say development. Now, the second tip I have for you is to really focus in your resume and target it to the role at hand that you're trying to apply for. Like most people, all of us have many different skills. I've seen some resumes where people say that they're good at painting. They may list side skills like Photoshop, Adobe Premiere, video editing, maybe some 3D modeling. If you're a cook, maybe you can say you're a chef, but none of that is really relevant, right? Just because a company happens to have chefs and cooks for the employees doesn't mean that if you happen to have that skill that it would be somehow useful for the company. That's not what you expect to do there. Right, that's not the role you're going for. And if you have a bunch of other random, even say software development skills, let's assume you're applying for software engineering, you may have a bunch of skills in say Linux, HTML, and CSS. 
But if you're applying for, say, an Android Java engineer, you want to key in on the words Java, Kotlin, Android, mobile. Those are what you want to focus in on. And then I'll see some people, though, they'll still continue to be highlighting their HTML, CSS skills, C++, maybe a little bit of machine learning here and there. It's like, that's not really what the role is looking for at that point. Similarly, in this case, you really want to highlight your software engineering skills. You want to be focusing in on explaining which languages you're using that may be relevant, right? Like if you're applying for, say, a Python role, then you want to make sure that you're mentioning Python in every single description that you can, and it is within the first few descriptions that you're listing. You want to be talking about how you're setting up REST APIs, hooking up client front-end and back-end. If you're applying for something else, like say machine learning engineer, then you would focus in on that portion and then you would avoid words that are all about like say HTML, CSS, JavaScript, because that's not really going to be necessary for the role that you're looking for there. I see a lot of resumes where people don't actually mention which languages they're using. They'll just say implemented X developed why and it's really hard to understand to what degree of involvement this person got into it and if it was really such a great awesome project which it sounds like it was why is there only a single short sentence about it shouldn't there be more about it which is another thing instead of going for a quantity of bullet points about what you're doing have a few really good key ones and then explain the technical depth and challenge of each of those and make each of those really stand out and memorable. Instead of just saying you did A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And when I looked at it, it's like, well, any of these could be impressive, but how come there's just no technical details about any of these? And you're not really mentioning which languages you're using. A lot of people come in and they think that, you know, coding is too low level for them. They're above that. They're senior now, and they want to be involved in strategizing, managing, and, you know, mentioning which language they're using oh, that's just too low level details for you, right? And they don't want to mention that on the resume, but I would say that the issue with that is that it makes your resume really opaque. And then when I read it, it's just like, what are you applying for here? Are you trying to be the team lead? Because that's not what we're offering here, right? We're offering for a software engineering role where you're going to be spending hours and nights slogging through the code, hunting down small little strange bugs. That's the task, right? That's the role that people are hiring for. People are looking for a coder. They're not looking for necessarily somebody who's just going to be waltzing around in a suit in the office trying to look good, sipping their coffee. That's what I do. One more point here is to be concise and prune out unrelevant information from your resume. If you are listing like, you know how to do Microsoft Excel, you know how to type in Microsoft Word, you've got communication skills, everybody's got that stuff and it ends up diluting your resume. There are so many resumes I see where people say that they are a hard worker, that they have great communication ability, that they're passionate, that they're enthusiastic, that they have a good work ethic. And then I see the experience and it's like two bullet points and that's it. And they haven't actually built any pet projects or anything on their own. And it's just like, well, if you're such a hard worker, where's all the projects? If you're such a good communicator, how come you didn't put on any presentations? How come you didn't mentor anybody at your last company? If you can show instead of telling, it's going to be far more impactful and powerful. You need to remember that trained resume reviewers, people who read tons of resumes every day, they have their BS filter on. So anytime you just say something, people are going to read that with a grain of salt because what reason do they have to actually believe you? You need to really be convincing and show them that. Which kind of goes back to my earlier point where instead of having a ton of different bullet points about all the stuff you did and none of them are convincing, you have just a few really high quality bullet points that just sells you on these things, right? If you have say four really good bullet points and these are great stories that really demonstrate your skill, that's really all you need to convince somebody that you're good for the job. You don't need 20 different bullet points.
if you're good on just a few. So here's what I recommend, and this is how they taught us over at Google to explain our achievements, by the way, such that we could really explain what our accomplishments are and be convincing about that. You structure your resume in terms of the challenge, your accomplishments, and the results. So too many people, they'll just say, implemented X. That really doesn't tell me anything. Was this hard, right? And if you implemented it, what was the result of that? Did this project succeed? Or did you just implement it and that work got thrown away and it was pretty easy? So if you could say something like, in two months, you taught yourself this language and then you met some deadline and you implemented X and then it launched to some result. You generated some revenue for the company or it just got used by a lot of different people. Maybe it made some news on the press. Any of that stuff can be good validation for your work. Maybe it just got open sourced and you got a few number of people using your open source project. That's great too. But without that result, without the validation of your work, it's really hard for any outsider who does not know about the work to evaluate. Was this really useful work? Was this impactful? Now for the fourth tip, let me just take a moment and talk about formatting. I strongly believe that your resume should be a single page. A lot of people like to stretch out other bullet points and descriptions and then the resume becomes two to three or four pages even. And it's just way too long. And I'm just not used to reading that much stuff. It's too much verbose garbage and you're just stretching thin your stories. So trim your resume down to one page such that I can print it. And when I go to the interview, I can just have this one page that I can take a look at, which summarizes your skills. I would also recommend keeping the formatting simple. Once you start having tons of colors, double column layouts, your photos there, it's just starting to look like amateur hour. You want to portray yourself as a professional expert and not somebody who is just really interested in playing around with fonts and colors and all of that other stuff, which is good. It's nice also, but you're not applying to be a UI designer here, right? Unless you are. One more point here is that as I've been reviewing these resumes, I have noticed a lot of spelling typos and grammar issues. Make sure that you proofread your resume. You should be using active verbs. I saw some resumes where people would say, development of X, implementation of Y, maintenance of Z. But that does not strongly explain what you did personally while you were there. So instead you should say, developed X, implemented Y, maintained Z. One more point here is that as I've been reviewing these resumes, for that program, by the way, you should check it out, interview training, techinterviewpro.com, me and Joma, we review your resumes and we give you all of the best interview tips on how you can land a job at the top tier tech company. You want to also make sure that you're spelling out the full company names and university names. Like if you worked at Uber, I would put Uber Inc. Just such that it looks more official. And then for the universities and degrees, I think it really helps to just spell those out fully such that they look more official on paper. Major. Comp sci. That just doesn't look official. It doesn't instill confidence in me. Now, the fifth tip I have for you is that a lot of software engineering resumes, they're overloaded with technical jargon. It's like implemented Terraform using Terra Creator, migrated Carbos UI to Carbonite, implemented JSO using the abstract pattern oxides. It's like, I don't even know what any of that is. And when I read it, it's meaningless, completely meaningless. You've just filled up your resume with garbage words, as far as I'm concerned. In order to make this much more usable for other people, number one, I would avoid use of too much jargon, unless you know that the person reading this is going to understand what you're talking about. And usually the person reading it, by the way, is a non-technical recruiter, I might mention. The other thing you might do if you're using a lot of proprietary technologies is to explain how your skill in this can be expanded and broadened to be useful for other people. So for example, if you implemented Terraform using the language Terabyte, 
then you might just say that, hey, you were able to learn this language in two months and then you worked with a team of four to implement Terraform and as a result, it got used by 200 people and you did this using test-driven development. All of these other skills like being able to learn quickly, working collaboratively with a team and launching it, supporting it and using test-driven development, all of that could be good skills. But if all you said is you implemented Terraform using Terabyte, that's just very meaningless for other people when they take a look at the resume. So I would be very careful about jargon. Many times I will read a resume and 50% of it, I just don't even understand what they're going on about. Now the sixth tip I have for you is to read your resume with an eye for BS. A lot of times people will mention maybe what their team did, what the project was, but they don't specifically mention what they did. One time I read this resume where there's a co-founder and he just had a five word sentence about what he did and just thought, that's it? As a co-founder, this was all you had to say about this. It doesn't sound very impressive. Were you really a co-founder even? My seventh and final tip here is that it is not necessarily about your accomplishments. Your accomplishments, I don't really care about, right? I can't use that. It is about the path that you took to reach that accomplishment and the type of person that you are. If you can show that you're learning quickly, that you're hardworking, that you're collaborative, then that is what I need right? When I look to give you a strong higher mark. But if you just say that you implemented X, Y, Z, created A, B, and C and developed something and you launched these things, that's nice, but it may be in a technology that I don't care about in a field that has no relevance to the field that I'm in. You could be using some completely strange proprietary technology. And it's really difficult for me to be able to validate any of this work. But if you can explain the type of person that you were as you went through this, what your story was, right? Like you had to learn something very quickly you had to work in the team and it was challenging and you overcame conflict. You had to accept feedback and change the product quickly and pivot. And you took in that market reaction. You iterated quickly. There may be technical challenges that you had to overcome. You had to learn a whole slew of other different new technologies and languages. All of that stuff is very useful, especially for junior engineers. You need to realize that your accomplishments now, they're probably pretty minuscule. They probably don't matter all that much Sure, yeah, maybe you may be proud of it, but in the whole scheme of things, everybody around you has probably accomplished far more. So if you're only focusing on the accomplishments that you have had, it's not going to look that good. But if you can focus in on the type of personality, the character that you have, the hard work ethic, your passion for building, the initiative that you may be taking, how you're learning new languages, putting in the time to understand these things, pick up new technologies, hook them up, show that you're collaborative, work with teammates, communicate, come up with some project idea, push it to market, hook up all the API endpoints, learn some new piece of technology, all of that stuff, that's going to be great to show. And that paints a good story about the type of person that you are. So those are my top tips for you. Also remember to check out brilliant.org slash techlead to get your daily challenges. If you liked the video, give a like and subscribe and I'll see you next time. Thanks, bye.